you love Michigan sports. Red Wings, Lions, Tigers, Pistons, Michigan, Michigan State, and the list goes on. And you love beer. Love beer. Who doesn't? What if we mixed the two together? This is State of My Sports. We'll talk everything Michigan sports, like only we do, and then we'll down our fair share of beer from a local brewery, grading the beer throughout the episode. So pop a cold one on your end, and we'll get busy on ours. This is the state of my sports. That's right, everybody. This is State of My Sports. This is episode 142. One, four, two. Check, check. Oh, there we go. <laughs> Sound good? Uh, we're going to chat about the conference championship games before we check in on Michigan State and Michigan's college basketball season so far. They played each other on Saturday. Perfect time to catch up with them. Uh, with Harbaugh watch reaching day 35, 38. 300. 300. Oh, yeah. It's actually probably like, what, more like 600. It's <laughs> been two years running or three yeah, years running now. For sure. Um, we're going to talk about that. There's like news coming out as we speak, so we're going to try to be the most up-to-date that we can, but we will try to figure this out, and we'll, we'll just talk about it and talk about the issues that he's already causing with all this stuff. With the Lions coaching staff at the Senior Bowl, we'll talk about some of the players uh, that we'll keep an extra eye on. Uh, and at the end, we will make our betting hero picks of the week and grade some great craft beer here in the state of Michigan. If you're joining us live on YouTube, Facebook, Twitter, or Twitch, please let us know in the comments. We already got Jarrett already talking about Harbaugh. Is, oh boy, here we go. Is Jarrett, he going to be angry or happy? He's going to be, be a mad. Long day. Yeah, it's going to be a long one. Uh, <laughs> Vikings fan Jarrett is already talking about this. It's already, so, oh boy. Oh. Do we need to call an audible and start with Harbaugh? That's no. up to you, man. No, that's not the way my sheet goes. Nope. Can't go that way. We can't make changes. Why did I even throw that as a show sheet? Not to the show sheet. Can't Come do on, that no, to don't my get show crazy. Sheet. Please let us know in the conversation or in the comments. Be part of the conversation. Let us know your opinion on Harbaugh and everything else that we're gonna be talking about today. Before we jump in, I did want to give a quick shout out to our sponsors that help keep this thing rolling and free for our listeners. The Hops Brewing Company and Cafe is the official brewery say to my sports. MacWeb Design helped us get our website up and running. Betting Hero helps us and you get the best promotions available in the sports betting world. Check out those, especially here coming up to the Super Bowl. Um, I'm Sam Waltart. With me today, we got Ryan Waltart, Micah Smith, Hello. John Dornboss work behind the scenes. John, I did want to remind you to turn your mic on. I know the last couple times you forget to turn it up before you start talking. Can Is you, your mic on? Can you, can you hear me now? We can hear you now. Yes, we're <laughs> good. We're good. Um, how you been, John? Good. good What's week? up? What's up, Jared? I saw you went ice fishing this this past weekend. I did. How'd that go? It was fun. Was, was it cold? Great, it was. I guess it has cold. to be cold. Yeah. Right. You want it to be cold. <laughs> it's a stupid question. Better than <laughs> wet. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, Hot ice. How is the water temperature? Uh, about thirty-four <laughs> degrees. Yeah. No. That, did you have? I, I saw a picture online. There was yes. it looked like a lot of fish. Is yeah. that a lot of fish? Um, I missed a few. So like, I could have caught more. Didn't well, you miss a lot. I mean, there's there's a lot of fish. Definitely. You only catch ones you, you actually like missed them. Like, how do you? What do you mean? I mean, you just them? didn't didn't catch them. Didn't get them all the way up through the hole. I lost oh, them. really? Yeah, right. I don't know. I was just lazy, not bending over all the way. And I was like, oh, I can just fling them out of there. <laughs> nope. Popped off the hook. Down he goes. And oh, gotcha. Caught a few good ones though. Got some in the freezer. Um, do you ever like catch a bigger one than your hole is, and you have to make the hole bigger just to get it out? Uh, 
I mean, it it, it does it, it does happen. Yeah, it does. A little innuendo on the ice, but yeah, oh. <laughs> takes some time. You guys though. need to get your head out of the gutter. That's not what I was talking about. Yeah, it wasn't at all. Yeah, double rub. I didn't know what I was talking about. Oh, I, here we go. I didn't know what I was saying. Yeah. Let's get the flag stuff going. My hands, throw a flag on that one. It's the only hands, way to distract Jared, right? Yeah. <laughs> my hands <laughs> smelled like fish after the weekend. Let's Did just they? say that. Oh, From the hole being boy. the perfect size. No, fried up the walleye on Saturday night. Did a little wild game dinner Saturday. Um, had some venison steaks, some duck breast, a Dang. beef tenderloin, and the fish that we caught out on the ice. Fried Dang. them up in some olive oil and a, a little cast iron uh, pan right inside the Airbnb. It was awesome. Oh. Actually, sounds like a good meal. I, could, I would eat. I don't know if I could be out in the cold for that long, but oh, it'd be worth it with that meal, though. Yeah, oh, absolutely. Yeah, I have a nice shanty and a pretty nice heater. What temperature so. is it inside the shanty? Oh, at least like fifty, fifty-five degrees. Mine's terrible. Yeah. I could do that. You don't melt yourself into the bottom of the lake. Yeah, how doesn't it melt? Yeah, it? not all does the way it, through. Does no. it? Can I just you run see my, like the the, yeah, the, the ice. The start? snow, the snow melts off the top, and then yeah, yeah you can start getting kind of clear. Um, my shanty is all black on the inside, so it kind of illuminates the light. Huh. inside the shanty makes for a nice little cozy spot to sit and very warm like i said comfortable yeah. my heater runs on low the entire time i could turn it up and really get it cranking in there but no sense you know yeah no honestly you don't do want to fall in do you ever get worried about falling through the ice i just don't get it like you're putting in a heater on the ice yeah i've fallen through the ice like two or three times <laughs> in my life and that, really? was, that was a very long time ago i only go out when the ice is safe yeah we were on 10 inches 11 inches of ice i mean uh, snowmobiles okay. and four-wheelers side-by-sides were all out so wow we were good yeah there was one pressure crack though across the lake Oof. Uh, we were walking out there saturday morning luckily the moon was out and the sky was clear so i could see that there was like a wet mark in the snow and as we got close the ice was yeah pretty soft that's squishy. so many things that I, I would be clueless about like oh yeah good thing the moon is out to show me where the cracks are <laughs> never done that before show me your crack yeah but we caught fish it was a good time drank a lot of beer and here we are back this at it good stuff good stuff <laughs> how was your guys weekend Micah? what'd you do anything special uh no no ryan no uh i don't know yeah <laughs> you don't remember i, I, I was so I happy not. for the weekend like it was one of those weekends was like oh finally like i did, the last thing i wanted to do is still be at work and then I got bugged on on Saturday, and and then I don't know, and then it was over. I'm like back at work. I went ice fishing vicariously through John. Oh, it was such a great time! I, I played outside <laughs> hockey. Warm. I played hockey on a backyard. Rink. How'd that, that go? Fun. It was good. Yeah, it was good. Easton had a blast. That kid just that kid will skate till his legs fall off. Literally. Did Jordan get out there? He did. He's starting to get it a little bit. He, he doesn't have any confidence, but like, so I'd like hold my stick, and he would be like pushing yeah. me. So I'd like hold my stick sideways and stuff, and he'd be pushing me to like kind of keep his balance and and stuff. And then I would like let go and like pretend to scratch my head or something, and like fix my coat and stuff. And he had no clue. Oh, so really? So it was good. Like he just kind of oh. kept on going. So he's starting. He's starting to get it. So he was on the ice Saturday um, at Learn to Play, and just kind of stood there. But then he went out on the rink at uh, Scott Root's house. Yeah. And he he moved around pretty good. So he's starting. Cool. He's starting to get the confidence, which is. All that all that he needs to to really click the kids. Do you athletic. have skates for Peyton? No, I do not. But did she go out there just in her shoes, just so, kind of hanging so they, out? So they had a bunch of extra sho- uh, skates that she was she was able to use. Oh, and she okay. She, she, that girl, super athletic. She just got out there and started cruising. It was just awesome. started going. Yeah, 
<laughs> it, was, it was really impressive. That's guys. awesome. Uh, we did want to talk about the football games. Some good some good games, I guess. I mean, they were kind of a letdown after the, the week prior, but... I mean, not really. They were, they were close, which is awesome. Yeah. Um, let's start with the, the Rams and the 49ers. The Rams won 20-17. to They outscored the 49ers 13-0 uh, in the fourth quarter to, to kind of have a, a huge comeback there, um, led by Stafford. I mean, it wasn't like one of his crazy games or whatever, but... I'm surprised we're starting with this one. It was the second game of the weekend. Oh, did, I I think I just put it on the sheet. No, right no, no, go ahead. Let's we'll, we'll uh, keep talking about but, it. But Stafford did was impressed. 31 of 45, 337 yards, two touchdowns, the interception, not a ton of points, but against that defense to throw up that many yards, um, it, it was – I'm just so happy for him. I really am. You guys know that. I mean, what, mm-hmm. what do you think when you're sitting there watching these games of Stafford doing what he does? I know it kind of sucks, but it's at, like it, – It's predictable if he's down points in the fourth quarter, you know he's going to – Throw the ball and make the plays he needs to make to make the comeback, right? I mean, the, the yeah. real You've never question. Seen that before? Well, yeah, exactly. <laughs> but if, the real question was: w- Would the 49ers have enough in the tank to do to do what they were doing the rest of the game in the fourth quarter? And the answer was no, obviously. But um, yeah, I mean, good for him. Like, I'm I'm not. I actually wanted the 49ers because I'm still in it for the Lions draft pick. Like that yeah. that means more to me than Stafford's legacy here. However, with him winning, like that, it, him on the other side. The two teams playing against each other, I I was pretty indifferent about who was going to win, just based on, you know, I I like Stafford, I wish him the best, yeah. and I and I'm I'm happy that he's succeeding. Yeah. But at the same time, we we are going to get I, worse draft picks. Yeah, I know, and I know that, and I I basically made that decision. I think if we went back and listened to the the podcast when when this trade happened about a year ago today, I think it was a year ago Sunday was when the trade actually was was reported or whatever. Um. And I was like, I, I was plan plan on this team being a Super Bowl contender and it not being a very good pick. But one thing, like, and I, I get that argument, and it's always nice to have a better pick. Obviously, one's better than two, and <laughs> 28 is better than 32 or whatever. Like, it matters. It does. But the bottom line, when you start getting into the late 20s, early 30s, it becomes a vat, like a quantity pick, and I talked about that a lot with a lot with the Red Wings throughout the the last couple of years in the draft. Is like it wasn't about the quality it was about the quantity. That's kind of where we're at with the Lions rebuild. Is as fun as it is that we feel like that they took three steps forward this year. They didn't, and it's still a time issue here with this team. There's still so many holes that if you miss that pick, that's the real issue. It's not about getting the fourth best wide receiver compared to the third best wide receiver. Could make a big. I difference. know it could make a big difference, but it's <laughs> the, the bottom line is getting it right, not necessarily getting. Correct. The better player. Yeah, it's know. about getting the the pick right. Where it could be a, the the third best safety that is better than the fourth best wide but, receiver, and you otherwise would have taken the wide receiver, but instead you got a really good safety, and you don't have to worry about a safety from now on. You know what I mean? It's not about that that necessarily. I don't know. I think fans have to take that with a grain of salt after the whole Jelani Tavai thing. Like, it, I, I I don't think you must necessarily mean exactly going down that path again. But yeah, you you want your guy, but not to the point to where you get, you have you hear papers going, oh Jelani Tavai, yeah that fourth you know, or fifth like rounder, the f- yeah the like six papers down, like that that that's not the direction to go. Well, and I think I think the point that um and we don't need to make this a draft talk, no. but let's just say let's say that the Lions wanted a quarterback with the second pick in the first round. Tom Brady just retired. Roethlisberger retired. 
you see all of these you know older quarterbacks that are now leaving the game yeah. and and these draft picks as much as we say this is not a quarterback heavy class there's going to be a lot of teams that will give their first round pick to see if you know Kenny Pickett's the guy oh, or yeah. or if Sam Howell's the guy right so it, this might be a weird situation where now the Lions are like, oh, well, we were planning on having our choice of these three, you know, available at that time, and now the high likelihood that maybe one of them is going to be left. So it could change your draft strategy with that second first round pick. I get that, but but kind of going back to the the Giovanni Tavai thing, that's just missing. That's missing a player completely. That's missing the draft pick. Like they could have still got value with that pick. They just picked the wrong guy, and it didn't work out. And that's where it's like. Aaron Donald should have been the first overall pick in that draft. Yeah, well, again, right? it's like, more of like, are we going to go offense or defense with that second first-round pick? It, that well, could be a difference of are we gonna, drafting at 32 versus 26. Or are we going to take our quantity and turn that into a quality player? Because it's not necessarily about who you draft in that position. If It's also about next year. Like It's a big piece. of It's a puzzle that they're putting together, and it didn't. it's not just— The puzzle got harder. But— not necessarily. I don't know. Went from five hundred pieces to a thousand. <laughs> it takes a long time. And the bottom line is, you still got to put it together piece by piece. And you might put it together right. You might put it together wrong. You might get every piece done, and then you're missing one. Mm-hmm. But I don't know. <laughs> <Been> there. <laughs> I mean, that, the bottom yeah. line is, if you believe in this regime, it shouldn't matter. And that's that's my biggest argument bottom, here. Bottom and line look, is, uh, the Rams. Won the game. Yes, yeah. That's, that's Rams, we're, we're, we're Rams, yeah. Definitely in the, the conversation. Weeds, but the Rams, the Rams are going to the Super Bowl, and for all of the ridiculous talk about Matthew Stafford not, not being, being good enough, not being a guy that could not only get to the Super Bowl but never win a playoff game. How many times do we hear that in, with the Lions? And then the, his first year going away, and now he's in the Super Bowl, and he, he looks equivalent to Tom Brady with his comebacks and everything else. Like it's poetic justice for the for the say, the guys that defended Stafford for so long. It, and and guys that that have been saying that it's the organization's crap, and that's the real both issue. of those, yeah. And it, it really is. It's and also that a quarterback perfect. is everything. It, it really speaks to all of it because Stafford could not do it on his own with the with the Lions. The Lions held him back. The Lions could never give him what he needed, and now he goes to a good organization with a good coach with good players around him, and he yeah. goes to the Super Bowl. It didn't. It did. It doesn't mean that Stafford is bringing this team to the Super Bowl. It meant that he got put in a great situation, and he is good enough to get to the Super Bowl. Yep. And that's why it takes a, a full team effort with coaches included and well, GM and owners oh, and everything yeah, else. Because you watched the Rams mortgage their entire future for the next yeah. couple of years. They brought in Von Miller. They brought in Odell Beckham. It, they gave up first-round picks. Jalen Ramsey. Like the, yeah. the, that is what it takes to get to the Super Bowl. You, yeah. You've got to really go all out from a GM perspective. Yep. No, I agree. And I, I just sit back and, and I just – I'm Good so for excited him, for Stafford. I'm not – I'm done talking about it for now. We'll talk about it next week leading into the Super Bowl. That's enough. That's enough of that game. <laughs> next game, Bengals, <laughs> Chiefs. I like the Bengals beat the Chiefs 27-24. Hey. to 24. <laughs> Joe Burrow. Came in. So what was the – boy. They, so they shut out – or they got the, – the Chiefs scored three points in the second half. They, outsc- they outscored them 14-3 to in the second half. Uh, the, the Bengals did to win that game, and it was absolutely insane. I mean, it, Joe Burrow, he's 
just a different. He, he's a different type of guy. Like it, yeah. it's it, you yeah, can tell is. that it's different with him compared to the other big name quarterbacks that kind of came out in let's say the two years prior and year or so after. It's like this guy's got something completely different. Now, one thing in the uh, or NFL is with these quarterbacks is can you continue to do it? Time will tell. Like I'm not going to crown this guy already because I think we're kind of it's we've crowned plenty of quarterbacks. Not me personally, but the world has crowned many quarterbacks for a couple great years or a good year, and it's gone completely downhill. So well, we're not crowning him yet, but yeah. what he's doing here is is so special, and what the Bengals are doing gives hope to Lions fans, I think. And I'm not saying that's the way that we're building. We're not. We're com- a completely different team. We're building it completely different than the way the Bengals did. But they were, what, last in the NFL two years ago, I think? Isn't that what they were? When they uh, when they took Joe Burrow, yeah, two years ago, and then they were Th- three fifth? three years ago. He's had two years in fifth worst league. last year. Uh, yep, they picked before with Bur- the Lions. Bur- yeah, so I mean, now here they are in the Super Bowl. So yeah. if the Lions are in the Super Bowl next year, that that's so you're saying we need to draft a quarterback, have <laughs> him get hurt, and then get another draft pick, pick a great <laughs> wide receiver, and now we got recipe yeah. or. <laughs> we don't take a quarterback. We continue to build. Get the wide receiver. Get the wide receiver. Get the pieces. Stafford gets hurt next year. We get their first overall pick. Yeah. Our second overall pick. Where we got this thing running. I, I got it all planned out. Or we don't take a quarterback. Stafford comes back. You know. You know. I actually. Have I still a, have hope for Stafford. I actually have a back pretty good analogy of building a team and how the Bengals are kind of a blueprint of how you can do this and do it pretty quickly. Um, I don't know if that now's the right time. You tell me. You like direct. direct Go the, for it. Go for it. Story. I want to hear it. Right now, yeah. All right. I, I mean, yeah. I kind of built it up at this point. So, <laughs> actually, right, in let's baseball, do it in about ten minutes. Let's do it in ten minutes. All right. Is that right. Everybody, come back in ten <laughs> minutes. We know you'll leave. Uh, no, in baseball, if you're a good hitter, um, you get to a certain level in baseball where you you can no longer cover the whole plate all the time. So, when you get to, when I got to college, I said cut the plate in half. You there's no way you can uh, face an inside fastball and cover outside changeups and outside curveballs at the same time. So what do you do? You look outside. Everything you do is let the ball travel deep. Cut the ball, uh, cut the plate in half. If it's inside, give up on it. Don't even try to turn on it. You're gonna get yourself out. Oh no! This is so good though, John. Come on now. <laughs> I did that. Oh, you did. <laughs> John's over there touching the, touching the music. He's like, I don't know what to do. I was trying to turn the volume down. But. <laughs> no, so so you cut the plate in half. You you simplify the game. You say yeah. I'm I'm selling out to the inside or I'm selling out uh, middle middle away, and you simplify it that way so you don't have to make all those decisions. I feel like the Bengals did that with their team. They said they were they were a terrible team. They had uh, an opportunity to draft their future quarterback, and for several years in a row, go, going back to their running backs and their first round wide receivers and all that. They drafted, invested almost 100% in their draft on their offense. Mm -hmm. And then with their defense, when it was time, when they felt like they had the right team around with Joe Joe Burrow and all these offensive weapons, they started throwing contracts at free agents and they bought their defense. And they bought a whole bunch of good defensive players, no, no like huge stars or anything, but they can turn into those stars within their defense. Does that make sense? Yeah. So they chose they they split the draft in half and they said I'm going to focus all my all of our resources and just dominate the draft on the offensive side and then on the defensive side that's where we focus our our money and attention on free agency. So now when these guys on offense need to get paid, their defense are on their their contracts from their free agency, they can let them go, pay their offense and start the whole cycle over on defense. Yeah, it'll be interesting to see how if it if it's 
if they're a flash in the pan or if it's legit. That's what I'm more curious about. Um, time will tell. But anyways, going back to the game. Frank, that just flopped. Did it Did it flop? My analogy? You're sitting over there on your phone like you didn't I care was, I was at getting all. the thing up so I can oh, okay. monitor something. I like it. I, I like it. Simplify the draft. I'll listen tomorrow. Okay. <laughs> no, but, no, I, I agree. So do you, is that what you want the Lions to do? Do you think the Lions should go all in on No, I just offense? think it's interesting. Yeah. It is. I agree. You go there's, pay, pay for that, your offensive weapons. That's what's weapons. crazy, though, is there's so many different ways to build this these teams and become a good team. There's so many ways to do it. Yeah. Um, a lot of free agents out there. And, yeah, that, that's another good point. But, um, yeah, the game, very strange. And, and the, I think the weirdest thing is if, if Stafford did what Mahomes did in that game, in that second half, people would be absolutely killing him in the state of Michigan. And Mahomes just gets this free ride that, like, Nobody talks about how bad he looked. How it honestly looked like he was trying to fill the game. Mikey, you brought that up pre-show when we were talking. Like it looked like he might have had money on that game to to blow it. Or was that John? That was maybe? John. Oh, sorry, John. Oh, I mean, athletes don't bet on. Sports, they did, yeah, they're not allowed though. to. Uh, <laughs> no, but like it honestly looked like he. His name isn't Pete Rose. Wanted to lose the game. <laughs> it was the strangest thing. Like he was running around in circles, trying. Like they were what inside the ten. And he got sacked like three times in a row to take him down to like the 30 for like a 40-yard field goal or something crazy like that. Yeah, it's like, weird. It was really for weird. The, for the first points of the second half. Yeah, that was the first time, yeah, to, to force overtime, right? Yeah. Man, it was absolutely crazy. And I don't know. It's uh, We don't need to get into these games too, too deep, right? <laughs> no. no. It was just no, I don't we think talked so. enough about it. Yeah, Joe Bur- I, I'm, I love Joe Burrow. I'm happy for him. I am too. I have a feel, so I like him now. I have a feeling three years from now, I'm going to despise him. He's he seems to have that type of he has a punchable face, like that you just don't really like that like looking at him hmm. in a lot of ways. I don't know. Like it's cute and funny right now. <laughs> if he were from Ohio State, I would agree. You know what I mean? Well, he is from Ohio State. He went to nah, Ohio State. He's an LSU tiger. He went to Ohio State. Though. LSU baby. But you know what I mean? Like he's got he's got the fake swag right now. Like oh, well, it's yeah. not fake swag. I don't know. It's I think definitely it's, not fake swag. That's his, that's his swag. home. That's his home team, full Cincinnati swag. Bengals. <laughs> I think it's a little fake, and it'll be interesting to see how it ages. The that's, turtleneck, the gold chain. Yeah, Come exactly. On. These cigars. He's Dude, getting used you to watch, lighting up after the game. <laughs> you watch, yeah, his celebrations in college, like after his games, like legend, Joe, legend already. Joey Smooth. <laughs> all right, let's get into our beer grades for today. Oh, we're today. Done. Beer grades? Really? We're, We're all done? Perfect. Or, sorry, beer. Can I intro. start? You said, a, you said a short one today, right? 9.8. 8.2. Eight <laughs> Best beer I've had all night. Thanks for joining us. Thank you guys for listening to episode 142. We'll talk to you next week, if not sooner. Hit the bumper. <laughs> Anyways, uh, beer introductions. Awesome Brothers Beer Company. We've done a lot of their stuff, but we've never really... With our new format here that we're doing, we haven't done their stuff yet, so we're going to do it. So what we're drinking today this is, is jamming, baby. Jelly Jar, which is a sour ale with blackberry, passion fruit, raspberry, pineapple, and blueberry. It's 6% alcohol by volume. For the people that don't know, Awesome Brothers Beer Company is in Alpena, Michigan. And is that Upper Peninsula? No. Alpena, it's northeast. Northeast? Yeah. That's where my cottage was growing up. That's right. We've talked about that before. You've never been there. Yeah, you never, never <laughs> once invited. That's one thing I was talking to Scott about. It's like I've known Scott for a long. Scott Rude, 
Uh, he's got a back. He's had a back ice rink in his backyard basically his whole life. His dad always built it, and I've known him since I was, I don't know, like you seven. Were young. I've known him since I was seven. We've we've been basically neighbors. Not once was I invited out on his outdoor rink. That's mean. Do you know how competitive you are? Yeah, that's. I mean, <laughs> that's what we talked about. We're like, <laughs> we were like rivals in a lot of ways growing up. Yeah. Uh, in but high then school. All, I'm like, all it took was was me to have Easton, and now I get a an invite finally. So. I don't know where I got came up. Why was I talking about that? Oh, because I, the invite to I don't know. the not being in, ever invited to. <laughs> yeah, I'm sorry, man. Yeah, uh, cousin, you in, you didn't invite your cousin. Yeah, once. I know. I know. Because you knew you'd have to invite family. my sisters. Yeah, wrong, That's what it was. Wrong side of the family. Like, yeah, we can't invite Carrie and Brittany, so couldn't ruin it. Can't man. can't bring Sam. Sorry, sorry, Sam. You're gonna feel like crap for the rest of your yeah, life. Yeah, let's intro but, this. Yeah. What do you guys think about it so far? I think it's great. Yeah, awesome. it's a, all right. So sour ale, we, we like sours, right? Obviously, Arvon sours are kind of one of our bigger, bigger hits, if you will. Yeah. Um, completely different drink here. Oh yeah. Definitely lighter, easier to drink. Not easier to drink. I shouldn't say that. That's kind of a, the wrong wording. But it's just it's less tart. Yeah. Huh. Yeah. <laughs> you think so? It's oh, lighter for yeah. sure. Definitely lighter. I would say, but the percentage is there. Six percent. So it's not like the alcohol; it's just the the thickness, isn't there? It's not the smoothie that we usually get with with an Arvon. But uh, we'll give it a great. Any 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 comments coming in? What other people are drinking, John? I believe Carrie is drinking a Luna from Beards Brewing out of Petoskey. It's a is it a Saison style wheat beer? Are you asking or are you telling? I'm asking. I think she's <laughs> listening live, so maybe she can respond. I. It said from Scott and Samantha for my birthday. I didn't know if that was oh. the Scott you were talking about from the hockey No, nope, different Scott. This okay, is my cousin so Scott. I didn't know if that was a beer that she's currently drinking or just, <laughs> hey, I know him. He got me this for my birthday. He got me this for my birthday. And did she say she was invited to the cottage or her uh, cabin? Uh, nope. <laughs> Brittany's been to Brittany the cabin. Brittany went there. Cottage. Cottage. I have never been to the cottage. I've been to we the don't cabin. have the cottage anymore. I've never been to either. Well, no, oh. I've been to the cabin, I think. I don't know. I don't know. It doesn't matter. Yeah. <laughs> Just hit a bump. Man. Follow us on Instagram, Facebook, Twitter, YouTube, and Twitch. State of my sports. All right. We got some college basketball to talk about. We're Michigan State. Let's start with Michigan State. Live update for you. In yeah. About so this Michigan State game is coming down to the wire here. So, really, like 10 minutes. We'll know. <laughs> yeah, right. That's a good point. How many fouls do they have to give? Like 18 <laughs> each? And then one and one start. Uh-oh. <laughs> Anyways, we're going to talk. Uh, let's start with Michigan State. Currently, they're ranked 13th overall. They're 16-4, and 7-2 and two in the Big Ten. They're a half game back in the Big Ten standings, and they just got a big stop there, looks like. Yeah. Um, look, it's not March, so I don't really watch basketball. This is the most basketball I've watched since March. So I don't have a lot of insight on these and i'm not going to pretend that i do i'm gonna have questions and we're going to talk about these teams starting with michigan state their team leaders gabe brown 13.1 points per game uh marcus bingham jr almost seven rebounds per game uh tyson walker 4.9 assists per game and that's basically all that matters when it comes to points but one thing that i I found interesting is you have four guys that are right between the the 13.2 and 9.5 points per game when you have that many players Averaging, let's just round it to like over 10 points per game. It seems like you're going to put up a decent amount of points. And, and that's me being done with the basketball. But yeah. four guys on a college basketball court 
10 points per game, it's pretty good. Yeah, it also means they're really uh, well-rounded. They're not relying on one player every single game to uh, you know dominate for them. Gabe Brown is a very talented scorer, but he doesn't he doesn't take over games necessarily, you know, every single time. So very, uh, they're, they're all they're all capable of scoring. Okay, but you don't have. But and one thing that I think we find often in these uh, runs, if you will, in the tournament, you got to have that one one like true score, the guy that will put the team on his back and dominate a game. Now you said Gabe Brown's not necessarily that guy. Do they have somebody that is that guy that's just not doing it, or is he the guy that needs to learn how to do that for go, to go on a legitimate run? I mean, uh, I don't know if if you, if you guys feel differently, but there's a couple of guys that I think might stick out. Um, I think Malik Hall every once in a while can go off. He just has this like uh, big, big, uh, big game type of personality. He's no fear, big body. He can if his shot is uh, you know fallen, then he can score twenty points very easily. Um, I think the other guy is Max Christie, and he's a really talented freshman. And if he if he starts uh, coming into that role where he starts dominating games and getting his shot, which that's not really what he does in the offense. He takes the shot when he's supposed to take a shot. He's a freshman on Tom Enzo's team. That's just what he does. But I think he, uh, as far as ability goes, I think he has the ability more than any of these other guys to take over a game. He's athletic. He's, what, like a 6'5", 6'6". Uh, shooting guard, get a shot anytime he wants. Uh, really talented player. He will be playing in the NBA. Um, I yeah, that that's like the best and worst parts of Michigan State, uh, kind of all in a nutshell, right there. Because they don't have that one guy that is a superstar that you would just think when March comes around, that's a guy that that you know ESPN is going to fall in love with and yeah. and he's going to take over a game for thirty five, like Michigan State has had in the past. Um, but. One of these guys might develop into that. I'm not sure. Right now, very across the board, all good players. I mean, I think their standings kind of speak for themselves. They're ranked 13th in the nation. They beat a lot of good teams. Um, they might lose to the the powerhouses. So that's what I was going to ask you. You said they beat a lot of good teams, and, and I was looking through their, their their best wins. UConn and Wisconsin, it, 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 those are the only two ranked teams that they've beaten, right? I mean – I think that's the that's a lot of the questions that what it sounds like a lot of these state fans have is how good are they are they a mirage are they legit? Well, the the Big Ten's a good conference. The Big yeah, Ten's one of like the best conference there is, maybe maybe second you know best this year. But so th- a lot of these are really high quality wins, and I don't I'm not I don't want to take anything away from that. Okay. Um, and then early on in the year they were competitive. They you know the Kansas game got away from them a little at the end, but that was competitive. Um. Yeah, Connecticut was good. Baylor was not good, so that's where they could kind of get run out of the gym. Um. But yeah, no, I think I think the Big Ten schedule is where their strength of schedule comes in. And, and a lot of the games are still in front of them too. You got uh a game against another game against Wisconsin coming up. Illinois, Purdue, Ohio State, all top, you know, top twenty teams there, and they can really prove themselves a little bit more. Um. From what I'm hearing, a lot of the people are talking about turnovers being the biggest issue. I think uh, post games seems like Izzo's always talking about take taking care of the ball is is the issue. And I, I look at the the turnovers per game is fourteen point two. And that seems like an awful lot. I I had to like triple check that number. I'm like how that can't be right. Fourteen point two turnovers in a in a basketball game? That is that something that's fixable? Obviously it is, but Malik Hall just put him up two points with one point nine seconds to go. 
I was gonna say earlier when you brought his name up, he can drive on anybody. You yeah, can, you can double team him. You can put a center on him. You can put him a small guard on him, and he's gonna blow by you. And he he's got the frame to get up and get a bucket. He really does, and he and he has shooting touch too. Yeah, he's a strong. He, I mean, he's a he's a big boy. He can. Yeah, he can I think it's his, his third year with the program. Oh, is he? okay. Yeah, he's always been a big guy. Him and like Julius Marble, another one. Um, he's more of a big guy and, and not as much touch. But they, those two guys have always been like the six foot nine, big body, good athletes that can guard multiple positions. Um, I really valuable when you start to play some of those bigger teams. Then the turnover margin, they're minus three point two per game, which if you're turning the ball over three more times than you're you're creating that 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 seems to be the the Achilles heel heel if you will for for a team like Michigan State. That's not letting them absolutely dominate a game that they probably should have against a. a not very good at Maryland team and kind of shoot themselves in the foot against their their toughest component or opponents. That's why Michigan hung around in the first half this past weekend. Yeah, it was turnover. Yeah, yeah. it was turnovers. Turnover yeah. heavy. Well, and that and that goes back to they don't have the guy that has the ball in his hands all the time that makes every decision. And you'll see a lot of really veteran teams. They do have that one guy that's dependable or two guys maybe that's dependable that makes that's just your decision maker. And that's like what the Pistons have not had for a while too. Um, I'm trying to. I, I'm blanking on his name. Who's the the point guard from just a couple of years ago for Michigan State? Cassius Winston. Yeah, Cassius Winston was everything for Michigan State, and it was predictable, and it meant their offense was uh, everybody knew their role within the offense. This is this team is more like they're finding their guys on a nightly basis or on a game by game basis. So again, positives because anybody can go off and they have well rounded scoring. The negatives are you you usually have higher turnovers because nobody knows what they're going to do with the ball. Yeah, so what is your your overall feel of this team? Do you think that they have what it takes to go on on a on a run? Not necessarily in the Big Ten tournament. I think that's obvious that they're going to that they can contend and and can compete with the best in the Big Ten. But is that going to be their their missing piece for to to go on a legitimate run in the tournament, or do you think that they have the depth that can kind of cover that? I do. I think they match up really well against almost every team out there. I think uh, from a defensive point of view, like Malik Hall and, and Julius Marble, like I was saying, those are big bodies. They could have both of them on the court at the same time if you're facing a bigger team. You can also take both of them off the court, and you can run a whole bunch of guards out there and have Joey Hauser as your as your center and throw a lot of different matchups out there. I think they match up really, really well, which is good come March. I think the other person, uh, Marcus Bingham, we barely talked about him, but he is such a big, long body that I think that plays really well in the tournament as well. Because if you are going up against one of the you know top seven footers in the league, he can he's capable of playing defense against them, and he's capable of like tonight he's two for two for three pointer. He doesn't shoot a lot of threes, but he's got shooting touch. So at any time, I think Marcus Beam can go nuts, and he can you know have that like a random good game that that moves you from the Elite Eight to the Final Four. I do think this is a potential Final Four team. They're good enough. I'm not claiming anything. I'm not predicting yeah. anything. But they are good enough because collectively. It, it seems like that they're also they're in so many tight games that they probably shouldn't be, that they're also going to be on that, that upset alert pretty early on in that tournament, it seems like. If the matchup's wrong, right? Like they're is that fair? Because they they seem to be pretty vulnerable. Right here, right now, obviously it's it's still somewhat early. It's still is it February first? So it's not even close to March yet. But I think that's a concern. Yeah, high highs, low lows. Yeah. Absolutely. I mean, that's what you get with turnovers. So yeah, that, that's the 
the that's the identity of the team right now. When they're hitting on all cylinders, that could be to anybody. Gabe Brown is a legit talent. He can he can take over a game offensively. He's got crazy athleticism. Uh, he doesn't do it every game, so I I don't know. Yeah, John, what what are your thoughts on on Michigan State? Is it just kind of like a wait and see still, or, or do you have anything that stands out? I think though. Uh, just a, a typical Tom Izzo team, lacking a little bit of leadership, like you said, no no guy that's held the ball the, the most on the team. Um, they'll make a little bit of a run, I'm sure, a splash in the NCAA tournament, maybe, Sweet 16. Um, but I just don't know if they have that key factor player that can take over and that you can ride through, you know, an NCAA tournament. Yeah, no, I, that's what it seems like I'm, I'm hearing the most, but again – I wanted to get your guys' thoughts. Didn't yeah? Didn't they have a couple guys like leave the program after last year too? Right? Was when, wasn't it when like Tom Izzo got heated in that one game and like touched one of the players? Yeah, I'm trying to think of their names. I've, yeah, I, obviously they didn't uh, have that much of an impact, but I, I know one was a guard, and you know they looked for him to maybe handle the rock this year, and then now they don't have that player. Yeah, um, I'm drawing a blank. I think he went to UCLA, yeah, or USC. Okay. Young, younger kid. Yeah. Right. Yep. Yeah, it'll be it'll be interesting to see. It's craft beer in Michigan sports. We may not be the authority, but we love both like a fat kid loves cake. Hot, hot! This is State of My Sports. On the other side of the spectrum, you got Michigan, who's unranked. They're 10-8 and eight overall, 4-4 four and four in the Big Ten, currently 8th in the Big Ten. And it's, it's a, a huge letdown from what I think Michigan fans and, and really na- national pundits, if you will, thought this team was going to be. They seem like Jawan Howard is starting to get his feet wet as a coach and starting to prove people wrong like me that had those questions of if he's a legitimate coach or is he just a recruiter, all of those things. And now that he's got his team, a highly recruited class, it seems to be somewhat of a letdown. Now, again, I don't sit and watch these games, but from what I'm hearing, it sounds like this team is – a pretty Jekyll and Hyde team as well as like similar to Michigan State, but they just don't have the it to kind of keep them. And, and when they're losing these games instead of winning, you know what I mean? Like State's escaping a game against Maryland where Michigan loses those games typically. Mm-hmm. And they're starting to play better basketball. They won three in a row before they lost to State um, the, this past weekend where they lose 83-67. It was closer than that, I think, first half. But – what are we what are we seeing here? I mean, basically, I, to start with the, the, the stats, Hunter Dickinson is their go-to guy. 17 points per game, 8.2 rebounds. He's the key, I think. And can a big guy be this, this important to an offense? To an offense, yeah. The defense is the question. The defense is? Yeah. Uh, other teams are scheming their offense around Dickinson's defense, and and I don't think he's terrible when he moves his feet, but um, he's slower, and the team as a whole does not have the same defensive identity they had last year and and the years before that. Is it the, is it just strictly the guy holding the ball? So it was what Mike Smith last year, the year no, before was Xavier Devontae Simpson, Jones. like yeah, Devontae Jones is not. Not, not anything that I out. think they thought he was. Now, when, is when he clearly. a transfer? He's a transfer, yeah. Okay. Yep. Coastal Carolina? Yeah. And he and he was a 20-point scorer, 20-plus point, uh, or maybe 18 or something like that. But um, he was he was supposed to be the Mike Smith of this team. Yeah. Well, 3.9 yeah. assists per game? 
I mean, if if he's the guy holding the ball, like that, that's a problem, it's right? Ugly. And yeah, he doesn't make he doesn't make a lot of offense for himself and and get other people involved. It, I don't know. I I don't have a whole lot of good to say about him. I don't think I just don't think he fits within this offense very well. Do you have anything good to say about this team in general? Well, I yeah, well, I mean, yeah, Caleb I, Houston. Yeah, I like- Caleb Houston has been a letdown as a freshman. He was he was one of the highest recruited players, but I don't. I think he's just growing up in the system a little bit and and probably you know not everybody reacts the same to the pressure and to the expectations and growing up in his high school career he was always the third or fourth player on whatever team he was on he played with Cade Cunningham Scotty oh, Barnes yeah. yeah in high school same team um he played with uh isn't that crazy to think about a fr- true freshman playing for Michigan right true freshman yeah and then <laughs> someone that he was playing with or a couple guys that he was playing with are yeah Rookies top, in the NBA. Top five picks, top four picks last year in, in the draft. Nuts. First overall and fourth. Um, and, and I feel like there's another guy I'm missing too that he played with in high school. The, the team was stacked. It was an AAU team. But he was the sharpshooter from outside and played good defense and everything. And I think he's a little bit lost on the court. He doesn't know if he's supposed to be a ball-dominant guy or go sit in a corner. Okay. And, and that's, that's like the <laughs> lost is the best way I can describe the whole team. And do you think that's coaching? Or is it just these guys still got to learn? And they obviously went through the COVID stuff. No, no, don't want to get too too much into that. But the, that causes issues. There was guys in and out for seemed like four weeks in a row. It was you didn't know who was going to play. You didn't know if they were going to play at all. Yeah, it has a lot to do with it. But you still, I mean, it, it wasn't good before, and it hasn't been great after. So it's got to be a coaching thing. Well, one, the players are not a like for like comparison we lost some really good players Isaiah Livers yeah. is a legitimate NBA player we haven't seen him yet because of injuries but but he was a great player for them um <clears throat> Franz Wagner is He's one of the best rookies in the yeah game. I mean, he might win rookie of the year this year and I think his defense and offensive combination was very undervalued last year on that team so they lost some legitimate NBA players on the team and did not replace they replaced him with a bunch of freshmen that look lost on the team and they, and they don't know their identity yet and so that's hard how are you going to coach up those kind of players that's a difficult situation I will say that Juwan Howard's coaching style is very player friendly developmental and just like an understanding of the game and and more confidence oriented okay and less like strict you fall into my system or else kind of oriented okay and and that's a really good thing because it allows you to get the best out of your players but it's a really bad thing too because then you can go into these kind of downfall years yeah yeah I, th- I think you you get the more extreme side on the highs and the lows in that kind of a coaching style Tom Izzo's more of structured like some people get super frustrated with him yeah because he's like do it my way or the highway kind of thing and that some people flourish in that and some people don't but it's predictably going to get you wins every single year and so he has his formula and I don't think that's Juwan Howard he is more like an NBA mind like hey this is more of a a feel type of thing and we're going to we're going to get there together. All right, John, what are you seeing so far with with this Michigan basketball team? I think it's timing. Um we got so accustomed to John Beeline getting the absolute most out of his average players and now we're expecting Juwan Howard to get more than that out of these star recruits. Um you bring up players they lost. Shondi Brown was the MVP of that team last year, and I don't care what anybody else has to say about it. He was the one that made big buckets, came up with huge stops. He was more consistent than anybody on the floor. I think Franz Wagner kind of drifted into the back front 
um, especially when he was trying to increase his uh, NBA dra- draft lottery stock. Um, timing, you're, you're bringing in young guys, uh, maybe not had brought in enough veteran grad transfer or whatever portal transfer yeah. grad transfers uh as they you know as key as they had and just makes me miss john beeline because he would be i think he would be still getting more out of these guys right now um just the way he was able to uh turn talent up yeah um, johnny brown he's a he's an nba guy too he's playing in the nba right now i think for the grizzlies or or timberwolves or something but he's getting playing time he's getting minutes yeah like that tells you something about his talent too as being like a fourth fifth option on that team last year and and he's a big body too he's like six eight six nine yeah he could guard anybody and i, I just felt like he played uh un- intensified defense too and like that's what you need when you're especially when you're making a run in the ncaa tournament yeah so think about him with franz wagner, wagner and isaiah livers, livers all six nine Smith. and above that are that can guard point guards yeah. or go, go guard a center, a big body guy. I mean, he's playing for the Lakers, and that that just surprises. I mean, it. it oh, really? The Lakers? I didn't know that. Mm-hmm. Well, I think that that was just an undervalued. Like it's it's hard to know what you have until it's gone, but uh, it almost makes you just appreciate last year's team, the construction that you know they had. Yeah, I mean, but let's focus more on on what we have here and what we're working with. It's as rough as it's been, as lost as they they have looked. This team feels like they they could. It's just they need to. It needs to click. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like I was kind of talking about with Jordan. It just needs to click, and then they're off and running. Now everything's still in front of them here. You got Purdue twice, who's ranked fourth in the country. Ohio State twice yet. You got Wisconsin and Illinois, and I think they they just made up the they just rescheduled the Michigan State game. I didn't see where that fit in in the schedule yet, but that's what eight. Is that eight ranked opponents ahead of them? I mean, this could either go awful or they could really start showing it and make a run to, to be a, a contender in not necessarily the Big Ten. Obviously, that's that's out the window. But, you know, make the tournament. Because I think they're they're on the bubble. They're probably not even on the bubble I yet think, to make the tournament. I think they're out of the bubble at this yeah, point. Yeah, they're not on the bubble. Yeah, they have, but they have to win some of these big games. With these big games ahead, it's like, man, you can, you yeah. can start boosting your resume – and but this also on the flip side, these are really tough opponents that are in a Big Ten title contender necessarily. You know what I mean? Like these guys want to fight. They want to win these games, and they're well coached. And man, this could go. This could go. So this is the second time you brought up coaching and being lost. Like, do you do you not think Michigan's a well coached team? No, I I think they really are relying on young players to make a lot of decisions for them, and and I. Don't think I think Devontae Jones was a complete flop. I think he's the worst guy to have on this team, and and actually holding him back. I would rather see a couple of their freshmen get more of the playing time. Okay, and but they're not getting stuff out of the freshmen. Caleb Houston has looked better when they when they're winning games. Caleb Houston is scoring, so that that's the correlation in my mind because Hunter Dickinson's very consistent either way. But if Caleb Houston, when they were winning games, he was hitting shots. Okay. So they, it is all about, um, I think, and with a young team, if your offense is going well, they're going to play, be motivated to play defense. If you're not hitting shots, they're going to play lazy defense. Do you think this team makes the tournament? I think the committee wants every reason to put to put them in. them in. Yeah, I, I really do. They'll be the play-in game like Michigan State was last year. Yeah, there you <laughs> go. Yeah, but no, I don't think so. I don't. I don't think they do. No, I, I haven't seen it. I really hope I'm wrong. 
because I think Eli Brooks is a pretty good senior leader on the team. Um, they have they have enough talent to be there. I don't think they were ever a top ten team talent wise. We just expected too much out of their freshmen. That's fair. That's fair. Drinking craft beer, having fun, and talking sports in the state of Michigan. You're listening to State of My Sports. Before we get into the main topic of episode 142, I want to remind everyone that the Hops Brewing Company and Cafe is open and pouring some of the best craft beer in West Michigan. Their revamped food menu, rotating taps, wine, and ciders make the hops perfect for whatever you have going on from late, 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 Late night drinks with friends. Yeah. And every <laughs> dinner with the family. Three weeks in a row. And everything in between. You want to take it from here, Ryan? No. The hops <laughs> have become a staple in, in the, the West Michigan restaurant community that we highly recommend to our friends and listeners. Taco Tuesdays back. We'll be there next week recording, uh, which we're always we always enjoy that. And Taco Tuesday consists of any taco for two fifty, and you can pair it with a margarita seltzer for only three bucks. The Hops is the official brewery of State of My Sports, and if you mention State of My Sports, you get a nice little discount off your first beer. Are you laughing at me, John? Not laughing at you. I think we should pre-record that if we're going to be there next week. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> we probably should. We probably should. John's been <laughs> talking about that for like the last year. Either yeah. that, or just retype what you want to read instead of reading things. Yeah, I know. It's not good. What you need to do is close your eyes and just say what you want to say and then record it and then uh, type it out. <laughs> have great tacos on Tuesday and get a beer on us. <laughs> yeah, I guess I could do that. Let's get into some Senior Bowl. Yeah, let's do that. I'm, I'm excited. Um, I've never really been excited about the Senior Bowl, but this this it feels different. Oh, because it is different. It, because I think the second first round pick is, is changing that because it's it's not necessarily about the high end guys that are leaving early that everybody knows are going to be good pros or the high end draft picks like you're getting depth guys you want to get guys that can compete and a lot of the senior bowl guys fit that mold you know what i mean they're mid they're early to late for their late first round early second round to fourth round guys right and anywhere i guess later too but you could also be very excited that your staff is there yeah i think that's a, a key part <laughs> right that's like the, the, key the part. part. Yeah. Before we get into that, I did want to talk about some in-state guys that are at the Senior Bowl that we can watch. Offensive lineman Bernard Raymond and Luke Gudecki. How would you say that? Wow. Not bad. Not bad. They're both from Central Michigan, two offensive linemen. Let's see if you can uh, get the offensive next Offensive lineman Andrew Stuber. Stu- Stuber? Stuber? <laughs> Stuber? Yeah. Stuber? Let's go with Stuber. Michigan. <laughs> Sherbert. Running back, Hassan Haskins from Michigan. There you go. Fullback, Connor Hayward from Michigan State. Are all going to be there. So check them out. Fullback slash Let them know we sent you. (laughs) (laughs) No? No, but when you were going to start the in-state players, you said, before we get into this, I was like, oh, he's (laughs) going to reread it. it. (laughs) He forgot that he read that awful. He's going to try again. I want to remind everyone to hopster. Watch the senior bowl. That way he can just cut that part out and repost. There you go. Um, Which one of these in-state guys are are you most interested in watching? Um, I'm rooting for Hassan Haskins most, um, but I'm most interested in watching Bernard Raymond. Of uh, you know tackle out of uh, Central Michigan, I th- I think um, he's going to be a high riser because he's he was a former tight end. He's new to the position. I think only two years at, okay. uh, as a tackle, and he just he's got a lot of athleticism and he is 
crushed it for Central uh, and, and all the tape and everything. So th- this is his opportunity to show if he can do the same thing against the elite, you know, opposite uh, edge rushers. Yeah, I, I think that's exactly how I would have answered my own question. Haskins, I think, is uh, he's not going to be drafted high. There's nothing he can do to change that. Um, but, man, if he's available third, fourth round, it'll be fun to, to kind of see what he can yeah. do against other, other good good competition, right? Yeah. Oh, this is good competition. There's, there's a lot of really good high-profile college players on here. And then the offensive linemen really stand out to me, too, because – I know Michigan's or I'm sorry, Lions offensive line. People think it's set and don't want to invest in it. We already did that, but I don't know. I just I always look at upgrading, and it wouldn't surprise me. It wouldn't surprise me at all if they go heavy on that again. If their if their guy is there where he is, like if if this guy's there, um, sorry, uh, Raymond, he's legit. If he and he's gonna have his combine and all that good stuff, senior day or senior bowl, senior day, all that good stuff that can boost his stock. Yeah, if they're talking about him and he falls because people don't know anything about him necessarily, like that's a guy you might take with your first or your second first round pick. Yeah, or I think you hope that the other the other teams are gonna rely on the tape and the pro days to make their decision. And the unique opportunity the Lions have with this is they can be on the field with these guys and and. Raymond isn't even one of the guys that the um you know that on on the Lions team, but he's going to be yeah. on the field and the Lions are going to experience all the practices and and see them up yeah. close and personal. Yeah, and see so, how he reacts to what they're what they're scheming against. Yeah, like what kind of personality does he have on yeah. the field in a practice uh, scenario, in a game scenario? Th- those are the things that you can't really uh, assess or it's very maybe harder to assess you're relying on college coaches to give you honest feedback. Um, that's something that the Lions are going to be able to to measure in real time with their coaches on the field, and so that that's the the perk of this year with the Lions and the position they're in, especially with all the added draft picks that we have. What an advantage to at least you know coach. It, it could be a trap where they fall in love with a guy who maybe isn't as talented as yeah. they want him to be, or it can be a huge blessing and a huge opportunity for the team to to make their assessment and and not be guessing while they're doing it. Yeah, Mike. I'm- what do you look at when heading into these type of games? Are you just looking for your guys, Michigan, uh, with Stuber and, and Haskins, and hoping they produce, or like, is there something that you're looking at in particular? No, not really. I I, I focus more on the draft. I, I just I really have never watched the Senior Bowl. I've never been too interested in it because really what it comes down to is where these guys fall in the draft, and I, I'm not gonna beat around the bush here i'm really excited to see where haskins goes yeah i don't have high hopes that he's going in the first few rounds but i am very interested to see where he's selected because the last time we had anyone selected higher than a sixth round pick was in 2004 with chris perry and that's that's a like a playmaker type position you're saying running back, running back specifically running back? Okay. like we've we've never had that prolific excitement for a draft selection out of Michigan since Chris Perry and Chris Perry kind of fell flat quickly. Yeah. And I, there's high hopes for Chris Evans, you know, as, as a depth guy and congrats to him. He's going to the Super Bowl. Yeah. It's great. Does he play a role? I don't know, but I want to see Hassan Haskins have a really nice career. It's important for what Michigan's going through to, to start putting 
you know the the playmaking positions in in the, the skill draft. positions, skill it, positions, it, yeah, it, like and make them valuable. Show that you correct. can go to Michigan and then leave there excited. Not just the big tough offensive linemen, defensive linemen, and defensive players. You know what I mean? Right. Like put in a skill position and make that a th- new thing for for this for Michigan's program. Yeah, and I, I think it's very slowly but surely kind of trending that way. You see, it, Nico Collins, um, he he had an okay year. Chris Evans, but we don't, we don't need to get Jones too crazy into this. Yeah. But yeah, I mean it's it's kind of trending upward right now. John, what about you? Anything stand out to you heading heading into this, or have you ever even watched it? I don't the, think I've ever sat and watched I've, a game. I've, I've never, watched highlights, but I've never watched the Senior Bowl. Are you going to watch it this weekend? I don't think so. Is it this weekend? Practice starts tomorrow. Pra- practice starts this week. Yeah, I actually don't don't know when the game is. I think it's yeah this weekend. Yeah, probably. And the Pro Bowl, right? <clears throat> well, let's get into some other some other stuff that that's going on. Um, that that's worth looking at. I want to yeah. start with the quarterbacks, if if that's cool. Yeah, yeah, and and I think and, unless you want, do you want it? You well, what are you going to do? You're going to talk about like what the Lions should be looking for, or like uh, the the players on the Lions team. Dun, dun, dun. I'll let you format it. Just <laughs> format this however you want. Just I don't do know. Thing. I, all right, I'll just change it. If let's I'm... just start with quarterbacks. Start talking there. Yeah. Let's start talk about the quarterbacks that are playing. All six of them. You got Desmond Ritter, Carson Strong, Kenny Pickett. They're Those all are the on the Jets. Jet side. You got Malik Willis, Bailey Zappi, and Sam Howell on the Lions side. Look, I think we've talked about the quarterback position for the Lions a decent amount. Where we don't necessarily think we need to take one, but if they fall in love with a guy and he's there. Do it, and we're, we're like we're we're okay with it as long as they truly believe that this is their guy, and it's not somebody that they're just taking quarterback because everybody expects to take a quarterback. Yeah. So out of these six, or however you want to talk about it, like which ones stand out to you, and which ones are you most interested in watching here? Well, I really, I really think Malik Willis and Sam Howell are the two quarterbacks out of this group that I want to dive into. I want the Lions to know everything that they can about these guys. Okay. Would you trust a man named Sam? I would I uh, would trust a man named Howell. Thurston Howard III. <laughs> yeah, no, I think I you know, I think what I think is cool about this is the opportunity for the Lions to be coaching these three quarterbacks, Malik Willis, Sam Howell and Bailey Zappi. Those two guys are I believe they could definitely be still be on the board when the Lions are picking their second first round pick. All three of them, really. Yeah, right? all, all three yeah. of them. Yeah, absolutely. I think Kenny Pickett's the, in my mind, is the most sure thing to be off the board, guaranteed by that point in the draft. Sam Howell, I think there's a really good chance he's not on the board at that point. Um, but Malik Willis, Malik Willis is the is the wild card to me. He could be a second round pick, or he could be the first quarterback off the board. It, yeah. It really depends on what these teams believe he could turn into. See the one that showed up today wearing a Lions hat. Oh, I don't know. I didn't I see that. I think he is. Really? Really? It was either him or it was Carson Strong. I can't remember. Oh, that's one. awesome. Carson Strong is a. Uh, I'm not a big fan of him. I I want him. To, I was happy to see that he him and Desmond Desmond Ritter both. I was glad that they were not on the lines. I don't want them to fall in love with those guys. What what type of QB is Bailey Zappi? He's the one. So he a, a is type, just a thrower. Yeah, a type that beats uh, all of Joe Burrow's records. <laughs> really? Yeah, the numbers he put up were insane. Um, the, the two toughest teams he played were actually Michigan State and Indiana. Put up incredible numbers against both of them. They ended up being the two worst pass defenses <laughs> in the Big Ten, but they were still the best teams he played, and he yeah. threw up some big numbers against them, lost both of them too. But that he's an interesting one to me. 
and not, yeah. I'm not saying interesting enough to, to take because I don't want a project. I don't want to take a risk when it comes to the draft. Like, when's the last time a high profile guy did not or, or, or turned into a superstar? A high, sorry, say that again. When's the last time a non high profile quarterback going into the draft turned into a superstar? You could you could argue Dak Prescott is close to that. Uh, to be honest with you, could you put Josh Allen there? No, I wouldn't say no, Josh. Allen. I would say Mahomes. No, Mahomes is a first round pick. Yeah, but so. Bailey Zappi is going to be like a third, fourth round pick. I just round. I didn't look like in that draft like it, what what did what was Mahomes pick like seventh overall eighth like twenty eighth I think no I they traded up to get yeah, him. I thought he was like thirteenth or something like that yeah I guess it doesn't matter but the bottom line yeah, is I hope like he's twenty eighth he wasn't the best quarterback in the draft or allegedly right like there's probably multiple quarterbacks picked ahead of him there were there were some experts that said that picked him out and said what are you guys smoking this is the best yeah best guy yeah right. pick number 10 so we we're right so you were at what 13 i was at eight so Something i think like i was that. closer i was closest <laughs> 28 <laughs> <laughs> all right but the yeah i mean you got uh uh, Dak Prescott that you brought up, and then uh, Russell Wilson, Tom Brady, Tom Brady too. I mean, yeah. I, it can happen, yes, but I agree with you. I don't want to. I don't want a project quarterback. I don't want the I like. I don't want to risk. Let's take a, a flyer on a fourth rounder. I'd rather get a linebacker in the fourth round. Yeah, yeah. no, I agree. Name the one QB taken ahead of Mahomes. Oh man. <laughs> uh, Vikings. Uh, no, it wasn't embarrassing. It is from the division though. Oh, from, from our division. Oh yeah, yeah, Bears. Yup. Traded up. Oh, Mitch Trubisky. Trubisky. Gosh. Oof. Another North Carolina guy. Oof. Sam Howell. <laughs> Is that the Woo guy? Ric Flair, baby. I heard he's getting his fifth divorce. Ooh. Came out today, actually. All right, what are we talking about? <laughs> yeah, I, again, quarterbacks. I think Malik Willis, Sam Howell. Those are the two guys I've got my eye on, and I'm glad the Lions get to evaluate them. They're going to be in the practice room, on the field with them, watch them throw, yeah, like a pro day style, but yeah. more than that, they're going to be practicing and playing a game with them. Yeah, having them in the meeting rooms, see getting what, their feedback just as much as telling them what to do. Yes, yeah, see, see how they react when, when something goes wrong. See how they react to coachability or, or like what ideas they bring into the huddle. I, I think that's invaluable in this situation. I also, I also heard that Lions did get first pick on – which roster? So the rosters were split. They already had those together, and the Lions were able to be the ones that selected this one. Assuming quarterbacks is their main focus, like not necessarily they want to win with these quarterbacks. It's more or less like these are the ones that we're a little more interested in. Who knows? We'll see. Yeah, could be certain positions that you're that you're really interested in. I think with with all the holes that the Lions have, it's pretty obvious that there's. I mean, pretty much name a position, and, and we're somewhat interested in it. But anything in particular. That that you think, all right, if we're not going to go first round on this type of position, we can get them talent-wise third, fourth round and get the, you know, yeah. uh, somebody that's going to contribute but might not be the superstar game changer that you want to get in the first round and usually doesn't play in this type of game. Yeah, I think for me, I'm talking, I'm thinking like DBs. Um, you can usually find equivalent guys from the second round to the fourth round and a lot of third rounders end up being superstars yeah. in, in football. 
So I think that's a really key position to, to hone in on. And then linebackers as well. You got guys like Chad Muma. I'm really high on him. But then also some uh, – what's his name out of uh, out of Nebraska? Sorry, I lost my place on this. Uh, Jojo Duman. Yeah, I really – he is fast. If that you've dude ever is seen, a playmaker. I have him on my runs all too. over the place. Yeah. I really like him, and I'm glad that he's on the Lions roster, I, I honestly – see, that's where I, I kind of just put down names. I didn't do a good job um, – keeping track of who was playing where because I, I don't necessarily think that, that that's that important because just as much as you're, you're – you learn a lot about a guy playing against him just as just as much as a guy that you're, you're playing with. Yeah. You know, you get the personality side of the guys that you're coaching, but you don't get the personality side. But you get just like the absolute playmaking. You're watching these guys in real time and you're like, holy smokes. Like you're, you're more – I don't know the right word, but you know, too intuitive about wow, that there's something different about that guy because yeah, exactly. when it's all of a sudden it's like your first time seeing him, it's like whoa. Well, because if you, you know start I mean? to know your team and then they play against the other team and you see the difference or the comparison, yep. then you have something that you can base something on. Yeah, I, I think Roger McCreary is uh, is a cornerback out of Auburn that I'm really interested in. Uh, Kendrick Darion uh, Kendrick from Georgia, you know, we saw him win a national championship. Um, He's going to be on the Lions roster. And then a guy out of Nebraska, another one, Cam Taylor-Britt. I think he's uh, a, an extremely good athlete, bigger type of Amani Oarie, actually. He, that's who he reminds me of. So I think um, out of those guys, and then on the other side, I Kobe Bryant, the, yeah. corner, the cornerback out at Cincinnati. I'm really excited to, to watch him play. Uh, and then I think the pass rushers. That That's, a, I think, one people aren't – talking about enough and i i probably i i don't even look at it for me like for me it's and and i'll let you you go but like for me i'm, I'm talking if you're gonna take an edge rusher it's got to be an absolute playmaker thibodeau aiden hutchinson yeah after that i'm like we actually don't need that position so i'm okay with just throwing that position out the window because we are we have let's say we want to keep flowers for another year but or charles harris uh resign him you got oh, the two Aquaras. So it's like we're kind of set at that position. Where and, then, and then you add a if Hutchinson. You're, if you're yeah. not going all in at that position, I'm okay with not going anywhere with that position, if that makes sense. Yeah, and but like guys like uh, Kingsley and Agbar um, out of South Carolina, he could end up falling to the third round. So in my mind, he, that, that's a good yeah. enough talent. That could that could uh, you might want to jump on Jermaine Johnson out of Florida State. I don't think he'll get to the third round. I'm not even a huge fan, but um, he's got extreme pro body already. A uh, big, strong, tall, uh, athletic, and then um, Arnold Ebiketti out of Penn State. I think he is one of the most underrated pass rushers out of this whole class. Okay, if he's still available in the third round, go get him. I don't care if you've already gotten a, a pass rusher at that point. Go get him. And then, and then the last person out of the defensive line, um, uh, I'm, I lost him out of Georgia. Where is he? Who? What Wy- Wyatt. Oh, okay. Yeah. Um. <laughs> I don't know. One one name out of Georgia that I'm I'm interested in is Channing T- Tindall, oh, yeah. the Tatum. linebacker. What's that? Channing Tatum. Is <laughs> yeah. that where you're going? Uh, yeah. <laughs> you got Sorry. it. What, is, what movie was <laughs> he in? For it, man. <laughs> one of those. One uh, of those but Tindall, because look, obviously, uh, Nicobe Dean gets all of the praise when it comes to the linebacking position at, at Ale- or um, Georgia. Can this guy? Is this guy better than what we realize? Just because he's not the playmaker, the guy that's. And and the the guy that stands out the way that Nicobe Dean did, 
that is interesting to me, and I think getting away from a Nicobe Dean um, shadow in this type of game, it's like, man, we're going to learn a lot about this guy the next couple weeks when he's just putting up numbers, like combine and all that kind of stuff. We're going to look at him for who he is and not necessarily who the linebacking, who looks better at linebacker. And if he's available in the third round, that's you can answer that question, the position, by getting a linebacker that can play in the NFL right there. You know yeah. what I mean? Like oh, yeah. I think he's that because that's how good that defense was is they had that many playmakers. They really did, yeah. And they were that good. And, well, and, and that, and that brings me to the me. guy that I, I couldn't think of, Devontae Wyatt, the, the defensive tackle – but goes and gets the quarterback, and and I know that we take we took two tackles last year. Yeah, I'm not against taking another one if they believe in the guy. If, again, if we build on the position of strength and make it even better and make it as dominant as we can get it, I'm fine with that. That's an identity you're going to build on that identity and make sure it's a long lasting identity. All fine, with, all fine by me, and and they're going to get the opportunity to coach him on the field. Yeah, another one that stood out to me is Ed Ingram. The only reason, so I I do a lot of mock drafts like the the. Pro Football Focus mock draft simulator. I do it probably more than I should. Um, <laughs> Same. I'm like when I'm putting the kids to bed, I'm like, all right, mock draft. <laughs> and then I always see this name Ed Ingram come up, and I think it's third round or third round pick, where sometimes he's there, sometimes he was picked ten picks before. So I started doing research on this guy, and I really like him. Ed and, Ingram. I'll look into that. And it's a he's a. He's a guard, I think. He's not a tackle. So that's where I think it really stands out to me. And there's something about there's something about him that I like, and I wish I knew how to put it into words. I just don't. But, but yeah. I, I want to keep an eye on him in, the, in this type of game. So out of the offensive side, the wide receivers, I'm, the Lions did not pick their team based on wide receivers. I'll, I'll and you can you tell. That. Yeah, yeah. It's, it's crazy. I think they prioritized either the defensive side of the ball or quarterbacks. That to me, that's what what I got out of this because the other team, the Jets, have Jahan Dotson, Romeo Dubs, uh, Alec Pierce, wide receiver out of Cincinnati. I actually really like all all of those guys. The one flyer that I am like so sold on already, and I can't wait to see him on the field is Christian Watson out of North Dakota State. I don't know if you've seen any tape from him, but he is an extreme playmaker. He's six foot five. Runs like the, he's got leg. I don't know. He runs like a deer. Is he playing in this game? Yeah, he's playing for the Jets team on the Jets side for okay. a wide receiver. Um, Christian Watson, Out of North Dakota State. Yeah, yeah. you, okay. you got to you got to look into him a little bit more. He's a he's a, he was the kick returner, turner and punt returner on his team at six foot five. It's like unheard of for a guy wow. that big, but he's that explosive. He's he's got man. I think he could run by anybody. So just watch out for him. He's going to be a good one. Yeah, I mean, I think it's definitely worth watching this game. I'm interested in it, um, but we should move on to the next topic. Yeah, I guess so. From the Red Wings to Michigan State, we're talking about it. This is State of My Sports. The Jim Harbaugh drama continues. Wow, sure does. Been continuing as we're on. Like <laughs> I can't even imagine what's going on. So basically, I mean, it's it's a little different than what we're seeing here. Uh, the open jobs currently are the Saints, Jags, Vikings, Dolphins, Texans. For me, 
it seems like the Vikings and the Dolphins are are the biggest things. And this past weekend, the 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 Vikings interviewed Harbaugh on Zoom, and came out. Was it yesterday? Was it last night that this the the news came out that they're going to bring him? They they are going to fly him in to Minnesota to do a second interview quote today unquote. on National Signing tomorrow. Day tomorrow. Oh, tomorrow. Tomorrow he will be flying in on National Signing on Day. On National Signing Day. Gosh, how ironic! All right, this I, I think with what what we're seeing right now. So there are reports out there that he's said his goodbyes. There are reports that he's basically going there to sign his contract. Again, I don't know. I'm going to pretend that I, I want to have this conversation as if on Wednesday. <laughs> I know, right? <laughs> We're going to go to bed yeah. and it's going to hit the fan. It's yeah. gonna, it is official. It's happening and and it probably is official. And okay. we just haven't we we're still holding on to hope. Now, maybe that's where we got to have that conversation. Are we still holding on to hope? Or are we basically mm. just sitting back and being like okay, it's done. John, like what do you think about this? I and it's not necessarily about Harbaugh, good coach, bad coach. This is not good for the program. The half in, half out. Yeah, I was just hoping he'd be a college coach the rest of his career and kind of take the high road and enjoy time with his family, you know. Um, would kind of hate to see him go to the NFL, but I can't blame him if he's going to do it. Now's the time. Yeah. This is probably the hottest he'll be as a prospect coming out of college coach. <laughs> Obviously, he's got NFL background, so that shouldn't keep him from being on anybody's radar. Yeah. But if he's going to go, he's got to go now. I'm just – I don't know why – Minnesota is the pick, and the only way I would make that move is if Aaron Rodgers is gone from Green Bay. Yeah. I would not want anything to do with that division. Or Andrew Lux coming back. Ooh. (laughs) Man. Could you imagine? I heard there's a 50-50 shot. No Uh way. Is this our breaking Breaking news? Breaking news. Who'd you hear that from? My sources. Inside source. (laughs) My sources told me that Andrew Luck will be joining Harbaugh in Minnesota unless there's a change of heart. That's what I'm hearing. That's what my sources told me. Would he join him in Miami? He would join him in Miami. Jared's the source. (laughs) (laughs) He's the only one that could come up with that. (laughs) I just made it up, honestly. He's good at switching teams. All right. I I agree. This is just, it seems like an odd, odd choice, but I don't know. For me, I'm like, in a lot of ways, I'm like, good, get out of here. Let's move on. And I say that as a massive Harbaugh defender. I have been. I've been one of the. You're a coach <laughs> defender till you're blue in the face. I'm a coach defender till he's gone. Basically, same. yeah, same here. That's just a weird thing, Michael. Where, where are you at with this whole thing? And d- take it wherever you want. If you want to say that he's gone and run with it, or just want to talk about the, the, what he's leaving behind. Like, what what, do, what are your first initial thoughts on, on what's going on? Uh. It's going to be therapeutic. Yeah, just leave out the swears. Real therapeutic. Let's get the yeah, button yeah, ready. No, no, no swears. Um, so start start with the <laughs> start with the positivity first. I mean he he was left with the opportunity to, like I've said in the past, write his own ship because his ship was sinking or headed in a very very negative direction, and we watched in the off season him make coaching changes because they needed to be made. And clearly that worked. Look at where he brought this team uh, with the help of a few other 
good minds and uh that that's really where the positivity stops because now you're nearly at the top of the mountain you're two games away from the top of the mountain and you're you're looking at what you've built and you're leaving that behind i mean you're you're looking at a lot of kids that you brought in a lot of highly talented kids that you brought in and you're about to leave them behind and it's it's a frustrating look um and you know honestly like like we talked about his 50-50 you know his his complete indecisiveness over the last 30 some odd days or whatever it's been it's not a good look it's not a good look for the future of this program uh for recruiting you know it recruiting is massive it's we always talk about it i mean some of us don't like talking about it but it's it's a it's, huge part it's it's the seeds of the program of the future. Yeah. And uh, for example, Josh Connerly Jr., he's the number 15th ranked overall player in the country. He's the number two overall center. And he was looking at committing tomorrow on National Signing Day with either Washington or Michigan. And I'm only assuming he pushed off till March right now because he was looking at coming to Michigan until he heard about Jim most likely leaving for the NFL. Mm-hmm. And it's it, it's already affecting the way recruiting works, especially at Michigan. And it's it's just it's disheartening. It feel I think the most frustrating thing is is we finally got to where we were. We finally beat Ohio State, finally made the playoffs. We we're legitimate we we're taking a massive, massive step forward. Yeah. And it should be a building block. It should be bringing in the next recruits. It should be getting the next DC that's just insane. Our DC left. We should be getting the next best guy that wants to come here to get to his next job. We should be getting players that want to be here because of what we're building. And it feels like everything that was built here in 2021 like just got reset completely. Before this house is even built, the tornado came and ripped it out. And I think Harbaugh's doing it to himself. Ryan, what are your thoughts on how all of this is going down? Uh, I don't know. It feels a little selfish, but um, you can't blame him for being selfish. It's his life. It's his career. It's his yeah. you know, family life or whatever. And I I, I don't know. I, every, he, he bleeds football no matter what. So yeah. I don't think it's like the commitment at the college level and the recruiting, the never ending. I think that's part of who he is and what he does. I think he'd be doing that at the pro level too. Yeah. Yep. Uh, and just trying to scheme his way, you know, to to more wins. But I don't know. It feels to me like um, he's definitely it's it's more of an opportunist type of feel right now with the success they just had. Um, I, I'm a little. I, I'm pretty bummed about it actually because I agree it should be a building block. It should be gearing towards the future. Now we might think of the guys that he just lost. And think there's no way I'm, I'm going to get it as special of a group as that. My stock is the highest right now, you know, coming out of college. Yeah. Like his stock was pretty low the last few years, so now it's at an all-time high again. And this is his, his opportunity to jump ship and get into a situation he wants to get into. His good buddy, right, just got hired by the Vikings. So, yeah. Yep. I mean, they were they worked together. Manager. Yeah, they worked together with the 49ers before that. So, um, I don't know. I don't blame him. If he wants to do it, then then I say thank you for for helping the the program. I do think you know. Let's remember back when he was first hired, 
he made a big difference immediately. Yes, 2020 came and it was a terrible year, but he he made up for it with what we just got to see this year. So yeah, I, I agree with you. I mean, the, the what we went through this year has been awesome, and those memories are great. And he was a huge part to getting. And look, I I think he's had a really good career at Michigan. I don't want to say that he didn't even with the la- terrible year last year and all that stuff, and only beating Ohio State once. All that like he's been good. Multiple twelve win seasons, right, or ten win with ten ten win seasons. Yeah, that is extremely good. But I am pretty angry about how this has gone, and the coaching carousel stopped. Everybody's found their jobs. Everybody's gotten their. It's like a cakewalk. There's music stopped. Everybody found their seat. One guy's left out, and it's Michigan now. If he's gone, which don't if he goes on that plane tomorrow and goes to Minnesota, he's gone. Right, like there's no way he's coming back. That's the way I look at it. And especially with this it, snowstorm that's coming through. Yeah, that, that's what Ooh. I meant by that. Exactly. Yeah. <laughs> Hopefully the plane gets grounded. He's probably already gone, honestly. Yeah, he's he's gone. like, yeah, we're it wasn't uh, a plane, it was a helicopter. Yeah. <laughs> but like I think this is comparable to the way D'Antonio walked out and the way D'Antonio resigned and it was almost felt like a F you to the program. Not necessarily the people like inside his personal program, but the people in the athletic department and the people that made it tougher than it needed to be at times. And it feels like almost a shot at Michigan's athletic department more than anything. Yeah. Because it's, you guys aren't letting me succeed the way I that you need to. And if basically just F you. In a lot of ways, uh, it might be he's been, name Im- image likeness. It might be th- that's that been a huge part of it. The and I don't think it's about money. I don't think that's an issue at all. No. I don't think it ever has been. I don't think it ever will be at Michigan. I think it's the name image, image and likeness, and I think it's the transfer portal because those are two things that other schools are are thriving on. Alabama's thriving on both of those massively, and it's hard. Realize. It's hard to play for Michigan. You you have to have the grades to play for Michigan. And that's that's not Get easy. Rid of that. I mean, it, and it's that in Notre Dame, and like they're they're both fighting uphill battles. Yeah, with their recruits, they you have to fit into their mold to play for them. And, yeah. and maybe he sees the writing on the wall. Like now, not only I'm fighting against that, but now I'm fighting against the NIL stuff. Yeah, and I just don't think I can be successful long term with what they're what they're giving me to work with. Mm. And. It's too bad, but you know, whatever season he ends up leaving Michigan, it's always going to put them in a bad spot because you're going to have your freshmen, your recruits, your sophomores. You know, JJ now would have to. <laughs> I think he's a Michigan guy. I don't think I think he would stick around, but but it's. I mean, he he was pretty loyal to to Harbaugh too, so it's never it's never going to be a good time. So I I don't know. Yeah. I'm 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 disappointed. Uh, but again, this is. Um, Let's not pretend that Michigan is not a high-profile job that people are wanting. Uh, USC has been terrible lately, too. I mean, they've, they've been pretty bad, but they're still going to go get Oklahoma's coach. Yeah. Like, Michigan will get a good coach if uh, Harbaugh leaves. Do we transition into that? What's that? Next coach? I don't want to do that until it's official, personally. I think we'll have plenty of time in the next couple weeks to kind of get into that. Unless unless you had – do you have something, John? Are you – Oh, just a uh, a little uh, a little friendly wager out there on how much you want to bet they hire Urban to replace Jim Harbaugh Ooh. from maybe a, a relative of the <laughs> the podcast. The, the lead what producer. kind of wager are we talking about? Yeah, I, 
I would bet against that personally with the way it ended, but man. Yeah, I want to wager. The way you bet against it, or you want to? How much you want to wager? The Harry, Ur- yeah, they're not going to hire Urban. He's at an all-time low. <laughs> Be a nice. Oh, uh, then you can get him cheap, huh? Well, well I don't think it's about there. money, though. I don't think it's about money. Would you guys like that hire? Uh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> With the early candidate list, I would love yeah. to hire personally. Like it would, I would be like, no, okay, okay, <laughs> maybe we'll win. Six to midnight. <laughs> uh, man, that would be Urban be with cr- JJ in college. Yikes. Oh boy! All right, I'm in. I'm in. I hope it happens. Bye, Harbaugh. Sold. Love you. And like, all right, Harbaugh. And 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 I, I would, I've been thinking about this the last couple weeks. With the McDonald um, leaving and it feeling like it's the end of the world, when Gaddis was about to leave, like those rumors were out there, it was like I was like devastated. It's like no, we can't lose Gaddis. He's so important to this program as our offense coordinator. And then I'm like, dang, we lost McDonald. How are we gonna fill those shoes? And then I started thinking, it's like if. I'm re- that reliant on coordinators for my team to be successful. That is a problem with the head coach. And I again, a big Harbaugh supporter. I'm not through, I'm not trying to hate on this guy, but what does that say about how I trust him as my head coach? Probably not the way I I have always defended him. I probably don't believe in him the way that I think I do. You know what I mean? If I care mm-hmm. that much about Gaddis who could have been fired last year but now could be gone getting a head coaching job. McDonald, who I had no idea who the guy was one year. Now, all of a sudden, I'm disappointed he's gone. Why am I like, why do I defend Hardball and think that he's the, the missing piece when it's, when I'm also like thinking that it's the coordinators and relying so heavily on it? You know what I mean? Like, it's something that I play with my, I'm not telling you guys, tell me which way it is. This is something that I argue with myself. It's like the angel devil on each shoulder telling me one thing, the other one telling me the other. It's like, I don't know what to think anymore because, look, all said and done, if he's signs on the dotted line with Michigan tomorrow and it's an a extension, I'm relieved, I'm happy, and I hope that they have in writing you can never talk to an NFL team ever again. Yeah. Like, that's that's what I need. And it's going to suck. It's going to be a massive step back if he leaves. But – Maybe. Getting the guy in the right, the getting the right guy that wants to be here. It's not a stepping stone, not a guy that's going to be half wet, half dry. That's what this program needs if we want to be the next thing. And I think that might be the writing on the wall. Is he knows that this was their high. This is as high as they could ever get. And he's like, "See ya." Cut I don't him. know. I'm just talking. What's, what's cut going? him loose and what? Hire Previn. 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 Who that? Previn. Pervin. Pervin. Pervin Meyer. <laughs> or Pervin Heyer. What? Are, oh. Kyle's. Yeah, Jim Rome Kyle. calls him Pervin Meyer. Really? <laughs> what is he? Uh, if he's still Pervin something. Because of his uh, bar incident? Yeah. That was with like an yeah. older woman, wasn't it? No. Younger woman. Oh, Much was? younger woman. Yeah. Oh, okay. I did receive a, a chat, a text on the uh, State of My Sports hotline number from uh, co old. Trav, friend of the show, Nickel. What did he say? Telling me to have you check your phone. Me? I got to check my phone? Oh, boy. All right, let's all sit in silence while he reads his text. Oh, geez. (laughs) Hopefully this wasn't about uh, the senior bowl. I lost it when you, like, I stopped listening when you said half wet, half dry. (laughs) I don't know about that. (laughs) I don't either. 
Those khakis are awfully pressed every week. <laughs> pretty dry to me. <laughs> All right, so this is what he asked. Is NFL easier? Like, is getting away from this new college football a good thing? Maybe is with it? NIO. What? What are your expectations? What do you mean? Is it easier? Yeah, that's I. I I, I, agree. I, comes, I think it is. Well, it comes down to what. Well, they make more money in college, so they, they make more money in college. More and you're working every day in college. You don't have to recruit in NFL. Where, where did Where did Matthew Stafford run into Sean McVay? Mexico. Cabo, Cabo, in Mexico. Yeah, that's where they met. They ran into each other, and that's when the deal happened. That's when they're like, "Hey, I really like you. Well, I really like you too. Well, do you?" Check yes or no? Are we going to be together? So like it felt like that type of relationship. Yeah, that's what these coaches do. Or their wives. That's what the N- yeah. That's what the NFL guys do. So yeah, in in with the ever changing landscape of of NC of college football, what are the rules? Are is this the rule? Is that the rule? Like they're not even following the rules. The NIL deals that they put in place aren't being followed, and nobody cares. They're just moving on. And I wouldn't be able to. I, I would be more I'm, – I'm sure Harbaugh is a black and white guy. He goes, wait, this isn't the rule. Why are we doing this? Why is this okay for one school to do and I can't go do this? Yeah, it, and it it's, does feel like trying I think, to get out of NCAA. So, yeah, I th- that's that's possibly it too. I don't know if so, that's what, what he was asking. So but. if Harbaugh re-signs for an extension, how do you feel about that? He already said Sorry, how he felt. Again? If Harbaugh – If Harbaugh re-signs for an extension – how do you feel about I th- that? I think it brings a lot of stability with what they've already brought in. The recruits are my biggest thing. I don't want to take a step back four years from now. And and I think we can get around that somewhat. If we have one more good year, we can bring in a lot of transfers and, and you know bridge that gap and everything. There's a lot of different ways to do it in this kind of college football atmosphere. But I, I'm relieved because, because because he just succeeded. And and the, the confidence level of the of the whole team is at an all-time high right now and yeah we just lost our defensive coordinator but that was his first year like we can we have the blueprint for what worked for him that you know they can go look for a similar blueprint from yeah a different no coach. that's true so it, yeah and, and if and if he leaves i'm not devastated i think as long as jj sticks around uh, i'm not devastated but um it, it's another opportunity again it's a big time position Somebody who wants to take advantage of the NIL is going to be wanting to be a Wolverine coach. If he if he's even allowed to. Yeah, if he's allowed to, absolutely. But but we're gonna we're gonna be looking at some high profile up and coming coaches it if, might be, if he takes off. It might be tough. It might be a step back to take that extra step forward. And I and I truly believe that this was the mountaintop of a Jim Harbaugh's coach team. I really do. I think Making the playoffs is about as good as it gets. I would say you have got a lot of stability on the offensive side of the ball um, going into next year at this point. So if they can keep that talent that we, that they already have, like you were talking about earlier, Micah, mm-hmm. then I think it puts the next coaching staff in a really good situation to, to succeed, especially with their their schedule. If you take a look at the schedule. It's a very easy schedule. Pretty easy. I could coach that team to the first ten wins. Same. We should – Put our resume in. <laughs> I might need to. We said, but we gotta have the nil stipulation. Oh, we'll get as it. long as they're okay I'll, with nil. I'll promise them a million dollars. We'll get it some <laughs> some way. Take it out of the Just state of state of my sports fund. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Oh, I was gonna go into the state of my sports fund. <laughs> That's what uh, we'll they have them. to be on the podcast. Every player needs to be on the podcast once 
once every we'll upcharge every 20, week twenty percent. Yeah, that sounds, that sounds good. But all right, I mean, I think time time will tell what happens. We'll we'll probably know before this podcast even hits hits the air. Um, and we'll we'll get into the 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 actual names and candidates. I think as time goes on, because it's not going to be a quick yeah. hire. It's not going to be a quick um, fix. I don't think so. I, I would rather wait to to kind of get into that one when, when the truth is out there and um, the writing's on the wall, writing's on the paper. The you know what I mean. So I heard Lincoln Riley was flying in Ann Arbor soon. <laughs> yeah, fifty fifty shot. Yeah. I yep. heard he was going to take yep. the Michigan job unless he has a change of heart. <laughs> <laughs> so uh, he might have heard, a change of heart. Heard it here first. I also heard that from my sources that Aaron Rodgers is retiring. Also here first. <laughs> Unless he has a change of heart. <laughs> and again. <laughs> uh, Drinking craft beer, having fun, and talking sports in the state of Michigan. <laughs> You're listening to State of My Sports. Picks. Yeah. Bettinghero.com. Promo code and my bets. Do it. Promos are out there. Especially heading into Super, Super Bowl. Super Bowl time. So what this what uh, Betting Hero does is you go on the website, you sign up, you tell them you're in the state of Michigan, and they have this really nice list of all of the sporting sports betting books basically that are available online. Oh, like three options or like twelve to twenty four. Probably like twelve now. Yeah. I don't even know. I haven't been on there in a bit because I'm just <laughs> I've signed up for all of them. So. You got lots of options to make money. <laughs> But you can sign up. Yeah, Twelve more to go. <clears throat> you can sign up. You can put in "my bets" as a promo code. All of them will be there. Um, and what they do is they have all of the best current promos available. All of them in front of you for whatever ones are out there. Dozens of them. MGM has like, I think if you bet like ten bucks or five bucks, you win like a thousand or something like that. Like it, it, they just have all these random. Hold on, I gotta sign up. Random bets that you can do. Um, but you go start with bettinghero.com. And my promo code my bets. It'll it's really easy, and helps us out. Picks, Micah two and four, Kyle one and five, Ryan three and three. I went four and two. I think this might be my first win of a week. First, Congrats! First time I've ever done that. So would you this, bet on this year? Oh, I've lost a lot of money this last week. <laughs> uh, but in this in the in these picks, I did good. So Micah, you're still leading the way, eighty and seventy-one overall. Solid year. Thanks. Man, you're doing good. Kyle's dipped down. Below Ryan, who is 78 and 73. Well, look at that. Making my comeback. Kyle Watch out. and I <laughs> are tied at 76 and 75. I might not lose this mother effer. I might not lose. That's all that matters. Hold on. Is he fudging numbers? He was so he far is. behind. I my think he goodness. Is. Come on, man. Listen to the podcast. Look at the picks. They're all. It's all. It's all easy to find. He knows we're, we'll never do that. <laughs> <laughs> if you ain't cheating, you ain't trying. I did not cheat. <laughs> You've literally—I I can't even count how many times you said that. I hear you say that so many times. Yeah, but I wouldn't do that to friends. Uh huh. I do that for fun. As the uh-huh. pool ball goes missing. Yeah, I grew yeah up. that was for fun. I, was I literally grew up could, with you. I know that was to see what I could get away with to test my limits. <laughs> this I know I could get away with it, but I'm not going to. Okay, let's do this. I'm not going to try. Let's do it. Anyways, <laughs> we're gonna listen next week, maybe. <laughs> Oh, Michigan boy. State plays Maryland and Rutgers. Very easy question. Will they go 2-0? Micah. Absolutely. Ryan. Yes. 
Kyle says yes. I'm going to say no. Just because this is my chance. And to, clar- to clarify, they did beat Maryland tonight, right? <laughs> Yes. Okay. Oh, that was today? <laughs> All right, I'm the just now. was already in. Just now. Changing it to yes. No, you didn't. Oh, Changing it to yes. I've done it John. for what are you doing? That's Dang. what he's been doing with his record all year, <laughs> scribbling it out and rewriting Let's it. Just do whatever he wants. Uh, did Michigan already play Nebraska? I think they play tonight, don't they? Yeah, they play tonight. Are they are they playing Nebraska right now? Probably. Okay, yes. what's the score? Hold on. <laughs> this is good stuff. This is good stuff. <laughs> yeah. Michael, why don't you go ahead and pick, and I'll let you know the score after. They are losing to Nebraska right now. Aha. All right, What's the but score? the question is, so they play Nebraska What's and Purdue. <laughs> Total points. Will Michigan what? score more than they give up out of these two games? Micah. Will what? they Will they score more points than they give up in the next two games? The two t- Total score. It's not that hard. You get it, John? Yes. Add the two scores together, and it's got to be more than the other two teams, then right? You, you divide by how many? Yes or no. You don't have to divide by no. anything. You take their score after both games. They Divide. will not score more points? No. By one? Ryan, will they score more points? No, no they're going to be lower. Kyle says one of one. That doesn't make any <laughs> sense. <laughs> uh, well. I think Michigan's going to score more points than their opponents. I'm just going to put – I'm going to ask Kyle to clarify that one. <laughs> I'm in the wrong oh, spot. I'm just – Man. Just right. Yeah, you might oh. go 0-4. Oh, four. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Funny, I went five and zero last week. Oh, there's only four games. Yeah, <laughs> Kyle, we need clarification on yours. All right, Red Wings. They play the Kings. It has not been played yet. It is not currently being played. Will they win? Yes or no, Micah? Uh, no. Is the game at home or on the road? Home. Ooh. Ryan. How are the Kings this year? <laughs> Uh, I'll go. Uh, they're gonna lose. Kyle says yes. They're gonna win. I'm gonna say yes. They're gonna win. Did Kyle say one of one on this one also? <laughs> no. Regulation Darn. or Darn. overtime? The Pistons. I don't know if they're playing right now. <laughs> Are they playing the Timberwolves right now? No. All right. So they play the Timberwolves, the Celtics, then the Timberwolves again. Will the Pistons win a game? They are playing right now, so it's weird that you don't have them on this list. Yes. I don't know what they will win a game. Yes. Yeah. The Pelicans. Pelicans tonight. Oh yeah, they're playing yeah. the Pelicans tonight. Good, a good little warm-up game. Yeah, so they, they would win that one. I, I, I think they're I, winning. They're actually favored heading into this game. Yeah, yeah. Jeremy Grant is back. Yeah, he's back. And Kelly Olynyk is back. They lost by, They lost by ten. Oh. Pistons did. <laughs> yeah. Well, Jeremy Grant's back. So I think Cade Cunningham was right? in early foul trouble too to start the game. Grant scored seventeen points in twenty-eight minutes. Somebody named Joseph was our leading scorer. Corey Joseph. Never a good sign. Somebody <laughs> named Joseph. Cunningham, um, six points. How Ooh. many fouls? Did he foul out? I think he had like three or four in the first half. I don't know where that goes in. So, I don't know. Yeah, <laughs> for real. All right. Will the Pistons yeah. win a game in the next three, Ryan? Um, No. What did Kyle say? Kyle said yes, they will. I'm going to go with no as well. I don't think it's going to go well with Jeremy Grant back. John, what do you think? I think they'll beat the Timberwolves at least once. Yes. All right. Yes. Those are the picks. 
That was a terrible segue. Yeah. Beer grades. <laughs> what are we drinking today? That was a good one. Man. I got to get this figured Ooh. out without the reads and like the, the stuff. Like yeah, I got to figure out better transitions. We've been struggling ever since you started struggling. We've been struggling. <laughs> right? <laughs> From Austin Brothers. We're drinking Jelly Jar. And quite honestly, I thought the color of the beer was going to match that purple on the front. Yeah. And it didn't. It no. looked like orange juice. John's got a little bit right there. It's very orangey. It is a good beer. Yeah, sour ale oh, with uh, blackberry, passion fruit, raspberry, pineapple, and blueberry, 6%. I like how light it is, but it's also got a ton of flavor. Man, Alpina from the UP. Yeah, baby. <laughs> the UP Alpina, you know. Why do you guys have to do that to me? Alpina is a cool town, though. If you haven't spent time in Alpina, it, I have it been is there cool. multiple times, <laughs> and I just didn't know where it was. Lots of hockey for uh, this young man. Lots of hockey in Alpina. Got it. And I just... Makes rode sense. the bus, put the headphones on. You know, there's there's <laughs> actually right then. off right off the coast of Alpina, there is an island for sale right now that has a lighthouse on it and like a huge, massive, uh, like shipyard type of thing. It, it's only selling for like three million dollars. What are the COVID restrictions? Uh, on your own I island? Think on your own island, you can determine that yourself. Yeah. Ooh. Is it a yeah. working lighthouse? Oh. It's in pretty rough shape. I'll just say that. But there's there's the several outbuildings. Out? <laughs> Is the light bulb burned out? You got to add more oil to it. But yeah. Oh really? <laughs> Probably. Is that how it works? Uh yeah. I thought it was just a light bulb. It's called blinker fluid. <laughs> <laughs> All right. So this beer, what it are you guys is. thinking? It's a good beer. Yeah, really I good like beer. It. Cool. Six <laughs> percent. Um, I would drink it again. I hope to find this in the summer. I'm gonna go with. An 8.3. Solid score? Yeah, right. I'm going to match it. 8.3. John? I'm going to not match it at 8.1. <laughs> you going to match this John? This is a really easy to beer. Easy to easy beer. To drink. beer? <laughs> easy to beer drink. Easy, easy to beer. Beer, beer easy to drink. drink too. And I like I like the sour. I like the tartness. Now, you, you said that it wasn't as tart as like some of the Arvon ones. I don't think it's nearly as close. I don't know. There's something about it that it reminds me almost like a mimosa, Ooh. where it's like really smooth, light bubbles, and just I could yeah. drink, I could drink this in the morning. I could see that. Easy yeah. to drink. Yeah, I really like it. I'm gonna go with a eight five. Way to go, Big Austin fan. Brothers. Does Austin good Brothers stuff. does a good job. Yeah. They really do. I was actually talking to the guy at Siciliano's. He's actually from Alpina, and he was talking about how he was there when they built built it and stuff like that. Um, cool. Yeah, that was a cool story, right? Want me to tell that story <laughs> yeah. again? Could you do it again? I, I could say more, but I probably shouldn't. He watched them build it? That's what he said. Nice. <laughs> Sounds like an said. inside source. That's nice. what you do in Alpina. That's what my, yeah, it's 50-50. <laughs> he, he was going to be there when they built it, you either, he, unless he had a change of heart. Was he also <laughs> wet, wet, wet or dry? <laughs> <laughs> exactly. Half, half and half. So no, oh, that was terrible. Yeah, this has been a rough one, but we gotta get this. We gotta get this reeled in. No, we're not doing that. Oh my gosh! Jeez, what is going on in this world? Have you ever <laughs> been that bad? No, that was it's like the kid who gets in the elevator and it's like one forty three. It will buttons. be better. I promise. Thank you guys for recording. Thank you all for listening, watching it's live, comments, all that good stuff. We'll talk to you next week, if not sooner. Kerry gave the Luna from Beards Brewing a 7.7, light and crispy.
Peace. From the Red Everyone. Wings to Sorry the Lions, to the Tigers, to the Pistons, to Michigan and Michigan State, and everything in between, we're talking about it. And don't forget Thank the you beer. For your we hope you enjoyed the show. Make sure to like, rate, and review. In the meantime, hook up with us on Instagram, Facebook, Twitter, YouTube, and Twitch at State of My Sports with an M-I. We'll see you next time.